You're listening to Incorporating Superpowers with the voice of reason, risk mitigation expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Justin Reckla. Get ready to rip apart the veil as we dismantle old school business and prepare for what comes next. Business will never be the same. Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers. Today, we are going to be looking at a different side of business, one that some of you are probably not familiar with. And I know that there are a lot of you that are in this world of humanitarianism. Our our conversation today is going to be around the humanitarian entrepreneur. My guest today is Tiffany Moore. She is the CEO and founder of the Humanitarian Entrepreneur. And she is working in the world, helping people who are passionate about humanitarian causes, doing good in the world, and are ready to step out on their own. Tiffany, welcome to the show. Hi, Justin. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. This is, I first and foremost, I, I love the work that you're doing because I, I, I look out, I read through, I read through some of the copy on your website, whatnot, and you can tell that you've identified a, a section of business, people that are passionate and maybe working for uh, maybe working for a nonprofit, but maybe they're not going as fast as they want to and they're frustrated and they just don't know what to do next, but they got involved in whatever the cause was because it's what they're passionate about and they want to make change. So talk to me about what what is a humanitarian entrepreneur? So a humanitarian entrepreneur are activists that um, are really passionate about changing the world. Um, but entrepreneurs, they are doing things on their own terms. So they're changing the world on their own terms. And so they're having the freedom to have their own thriving businesses, making an impact in the world without burnout, because that happens so often in the nonprofit world. You you come into this this, um, space with high hopes and are just so excited. I'm going to do so much good in the world. And then the reality of how nonprofits are really hits you. And especially those that have been in for a lot longer, maybe five or 10 years, you're super burned out. You've got a a massive pile of student loan debt. You're not having the life you want. And so humanitarian entrepreneurship is really, it's changing the world on your own terms. It's creating that space that you know in your heart that you're supposed to be doing in this world, but really also having a thriving life as well. Uh, and having the having the courage to be able to do it on your own and recognizing that the necessarily the old the old not necessarily the old ways of business are are the best way to to provide those changes exactly and that's something that is you know it it's starting to change in the nonprofit space there's starting to be these more conversations but it's it's very very slow unfortunately it is and, and I can only imagine how how frustrating it is for somebody that's you know maybe just recently graduated college they're passionate about the work that they're doing maybe they join join a, a nonprofit organization that's you know in their field and, and doing the work that they're doing only to find out that their hands are tied by the fact that there's budget constraints because there's not enough donors uh, or the fact that the primary focus is on getting donors or that the things that actually cause change are being held up by a board uh, that that doesn't necessarily have the same passion as the work of themselves. Oh, absolutely. Or you're super, super burned out. Like you have certain cases that you really want to spend more time with, but then you have 50, 100, depending on the structure of the organization, other people that are also demanding your attention. And it's just, it's, 
not what you thought going in. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I, I I love this. We're we're gonna we're gonna dive into some of the uh, some of the, the problems that you see in that sector and how you provide solutions to them on the backside of this conversation. But before we go into break, where can people go find more information about you? My website is humanitarian-entrepreneur.com. Fantastic, folks. Go take a look at Tiffany's site, especially if you are a humanitarian, if you're feeling burnt out, this is a place for you to get started on doing your own thing. And if you're looking for additional support along the way, you need a refilling, come join us in our monthly vibe call. It's free to join. We get to pour into those that are pouring into others. Check it out. It happens the first Tuesday of every week. I have to check that. And maybe actually the second Tuesday of every month. Um, come check it out. Come join us inside the Super Actors community. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab to get started today. Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers. My guest today is Tiffany Moore. She's the CEO and founder of the Humanitarian Entrepreneur. She's helping those that are they're burned out in the nonprofit sector who are, are ready to step up in a different way to do things on their own and make a difference in the world. And Tiffany, I know before the break, we were talking about some of the issues in the nonprofit sector, the, the burnout, the, the, the budget constraints, and all those kinds of things. When is somebody ready to step out into the entrepreneur space to become a humanitarian entrepreneur? When you hear those whispers in your soul, and you know what I'm talking about, that's when you're ready. You may be scared. You may be absolutely terrified, not knowing what to do or where to go. But this is, of course, why I created Humanitarian Entrepreneur, to have that space, have that support. But when you know in your soul and in your heart that this is what you're supposed to do, you're ready. Of course, you're met with those challenges along the way. A lot of the times, I, I, I like to say that you know we're called into nonprofit work because of our personal experience. And so there's a lot of self-worth issues. There's a lot of self-doubt, um, self-sabotage even. A lot of these um, issues are, are great when you're, you're passionate about changing that into the world. But when you're going into starting a business, it's a totally different space. But if you're being told in your heart that this is what you're supposed to be doing, then you're ready to start. It's just starting with baby steps, though. I love it. And you're providing opportunities for people to recognize that there's a way to go about doing what you're passionate about without having to be in an old paradigm that no longer works for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so what does that look like when, when somebody's like, okay, I'm done. I'm burnt out. I love the work. I love helping people. But I just, I just can't do it right now in this organization to, to jump ship to another nonprofit that's doing something similar. Um, one, it may not necessarily, they, there may not be anything else out there that's different, mm-hmm. right? Um, how, how, how do you help train or how do you help form the mindset that's required to, to really take that entrepreneurial leap? Because I know I, I took that leap <laughs> ten, over, over 10 years ago when I left government and I burnt mm-hmm. the ships but I had that, that I had that calling in my soul and I just jumped and lit the torch on the way out. Um, but that's, that's not for everybody. So how do you help people transition into that entrepreneur space? 
It's so interesting. This is why we were called to work together because that's exactly what I had to do. I had to um, burn bridges. But so I, I jumped ship because I was like, oh, I'm super burnt out. But you know what? It's going to be fine. I'm going to go work somewhere else. Well, because I had tried these different entrepreneurial ventures before and didn't really know what I was doing because no one was really in this space talking about these issues. So the things I tried, you know, did not work out because it wasn't really what I was supposed to be doing. Um, and then I'm like, okay, it's fine. You know, the entrepreneurship isn't going to work for me. I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll just go to another nonprofit. I'll just do something else. And that that didn't work. Um, but what ended up happening was I ended up having to burn the ships because if I didn't do that, because there are those of us, you know, that need to do that or we're never going to do it. Again, don't recommend that. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I understand it's, that. It's, it's it's the hard it's the hard path. It is, <laughs> yeah. it is truly it is truly the hardest path. Oh, absolutely. Um, so how I help people prepare is really to get clear on what they want, what they're passionate about, what um, because you ha- may have all these different ideas. And you may think that you know how that they're going to work together, but you're not really sure. So it's really trying to get clear on your passions and where you want to go. I help people then create a plan for success. So having those step-by-step guides of where to go. And it's, it's so important to really have someone who understands the world that you're in and the struggles that you're facing. And so then the next part is really, it's leveraging your uniqueness, where your strengths are, um, where your weaknesses are, and being real about that. But then also those issues that you know are not the fun, sexy things that we want to talk about, but are real issues on the issues about worthiness, the issues about um, imposter syndrome. Like, am I really ready to do this? And there's all that self-doubt. You could have all these degrees. You could have all this formal training. You could have all these years of experience. And people are like, still, no, I'm not. I don't think I'm ready. I just need another certification. You're constantly getting this loop. So it's really getting out of that. And also a big part of business and something that's that huge disconnect in the nonprofit world is really deal- dealing with guilt and shame around money because nonprofits there's always that that conversation of oh well you didn't get into nonprofits to make money you're make here money. to do the work <laughs> yeah but you know yeah. like you, when you have to live you know that's yeah. that, you know you're not here to just give and give and give and give and you know be completely depleted at the end of the day. That's that's not why you're in existence right now. That's not why we're having this human experience. So it's really navigating um, not only y- your passions and getting clear and having the roadmaps and dealing with your uniqueness, but it's really a big part. It's also dealing with those subconscious beliefs that we tend to not want to talk about. Yeah, well, it's 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 willing to explore the areas that that. We're, we're, we're uncomfortable with that we don't necessarily know a lot about, right? The, the misconception that nonprofit means no money. Right. Anyway, like, no, yeah, or, you know, or no money, you know, no nonprofit means that you're not selling anything, right? There's, there's this, that, that word nonprofit plants a little seed in our subconscious mind that says you're not going to make any money because there's no profit in it, right? right? And that's not true. It just, it just means that you're doing, business differently and and so forth and there are different ways there are other ways of of making money not throughout uh and uh, not just making money but uh, of helping people outside mm-hmm. of the non the nonprofit route um i i absolutely love this concept the fact that you're you're working with 
this this niche of individuals that are ready to transfer over to entrepreneurship. Uh, I know that I, you know, had there been somebody like you around, you know, 12, 13 years ago when when I took that, when I, when we took that leap of entrepreneurship, you know, if there was somebody that was targeting just, you know, government workers for transition, uh, my journey may have been a little bit different, but I'm grateful that I took the hard route because I'm at where I'm at today because of that. So um well, the fact Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I absolutely appreciate that you came from the government route because that's something that I'm constantly struggling with people. There are those that are in the nonprofit space that are, you know, having their own challenges with going into entrepreneurship. But I'm so glad that you came from government because that's a whole separate entity of struggle because there's um then this layer of people, because in, in, in the nonprofit world, you're often told, well, the only way to really have security, again, security is an illusion. That's a whole other topic, <laughs> but have security and really make the money is to get into government work, is to get that pension. And so when <laughs> I'm dealing, exactly, thank you for laughing, exactly where um, the struggle is, is I, I'm so scared. I don't want to lose my pension. And having that conversation with people of you can do so much else, you just, yes, I understand understand you have this illusion of security and this pension, but at the same time, like that is a whole other problem that I have to, to face with people and kind of deprogram, you know, that indoctrination of government work. I'm going to get my pension, 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 pension. So yeah, I'm so glad that you come from that. So you understand that world. Oh, you want to talk about indentured servitude. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. that government work is the in the epitome of indentured servitude of like working 40 years in the government who knows who did, who, you know, that's why we have the private sector. That's why the markets are, are, are free markets, right? Because the government doesn't know how to run anything. I know I'm part <laughs> of the government, right? Right. Right. And it's like, I'm, I'm just, so that's a whole nother can of worms that we can go down sometime, but yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. And it, like you said, it's complete illusion. Mm-hmm. And, I, when I, when we left, the timing was right because I mean God spoke to us and said, "Okay, jump," and we right. jumped. And as we jumped, the the cush gig that we were that we were in, we had eighty contractor positions on the job. And by the by the time we had left, the contract had gone away. There was two people that remained on the contract because it was being filled in with with military now. Mm-hmm. And I had I had seventy eight of my closest friends jobless yep, had nowhere to go. They had to go find something new now. And the line of work that we were in, it's a very niche, uh, niche sector of the military. And, you know, finding a job is difficult. Most of my buddies went, went overseas in, into war zones because of it. And, and it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that, you know, people in your sector probably feel the same way of like, okay, well, then what are my options? What are my choices? Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you also brought that up about when you were called to jump and when God told you now, now, um, because the same thing actually happened to me and Mm. I had started this. um, So after trying to go into another nonprofit, (laughs) that didn't work out. (laughs) Um, So I, and I, I had kind of abandoned the idea of entrepreneurship. I was offered, well, I had applied for this position and I'm like, oh, I so got this. I so got this. And they um, then told me, thank you, but no, thank you. (laughs) 
we're not going to hire you for this position, but, and this is when everything changed. We have a consulting opportunity and that's when everything changed. And this was, well, I ended up starting this beginning of January, 2020 and what happened two months later. So when I jumped, where was everybody else? You know, cause I, I was told by the one nonprofit that I was working at, they're like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? Like this, like this is insane. And of course this was January, 2020. And then what happened two months later, you have to trust that intuition. I know that it is absolutely scary, but there is a reason you are being called to this. So true. So true. And look, here you are, yes. right. Mm-hmm. Doing the work of the world and making a difference and having impact on people's lives, right. still doing do, uh, the work that you're doing, what you wanted to do has now been multiplied by the work that you're doing now. Exactly. Exactly. And trusting my intuition and following that. But I think, you know, we're just told in the world that we're supposed to do the the practical thing, do the, do what just makes sense. But, you know, the world doesn't always make sense. There's a reason. And if you're wanting to change the world, you've got to think differently because what's currently happening is not working. <laughs> no, no, it's not right. We're, 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 we're seeing <laughs> the, 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 the curtains, the veil, the veil starting to, to fall, right. We're, yes. we're starting to see that, you know, more and more people uh, are, are coming into their own and realizing that, you know, things aren't what, they are or what they seem or what we're what we're being told and that there are actual better ways for us mm-hmm. to to work together to do things together to create together um and, and to help one another so so i've got i've got to ask tiffany what what is um if they're within the humanitarian sector what is your your favorite niche what's the favorite focus that you like to help people with oh <laughs> so um it's feeding the hungry. What 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 is your favorite niche? So I would have to say that um, it's not something I had set out to do. Um, a lot of my academic work um, and, and some of my consulting work has also been in this area of human trafficking, specifically sex trafficking, mm. rape as a tool of armed conflict, um, that area. But I would have to say my favorite niche is what I really fell into, and that is criminal justice reform. I mm. absolutely loved being in the trenches. I loved going and helping my clients who were just were struggling, and I because I would work with you know serious sex offenders, uh, murderers, arsonists, and people look at someone who has committed these crimes and just kind of thrown them away. Like you, you did these things; it's horrible. But I would sit there and I would see their pain and I would see their struggle. And well, what do I do now? And how do I navigate this? And I didn't think I was going to end up in there, but I ended up working in, in um, the criminal justice reform for a little over 10 years. And mm-hmm. that's that's definitely always got my heart. It really, really does. And God knows that we we need we need some reform in, in, yes. in that sector. I that's I started my career in the criminal justice world. Yes. Um, and so I was part of the juvenile correction system. I was a counselor with the juvenile correction system. And, you know, all we saw was the same people, the same kids coming back in because we weren't providing any change. We were just providing escape for them to get out of their situation for a short period of time. Band-aiding. We That's all it is. Yeah, it's all it is, is band-aiding. And, and then we expect them to to go out back into the same circumstances and change on their own. And it, it can't happen. We need some other systemic 
solutions that are in place that they could put to put them in place. And it sounds like, yeah, you are on the right path in helping people make those changes, bring those solutions and make the world a better place. Um, Tiffany, one more time, where can people go find more information about you? So my website is humanitarian-entrepreneur.com and on Instagram at humanitarian entrepreneur. Fantastic folks. If you are in the nonprofit sector, if you're burnt out, if you know that there's a better way, you know that you can do better and making change in whatever sector of humanitarian work that you that you're in, reach out to Tiffany because this this is important. Having a guide, somebody that can walk you down that path, who's been there, who's taken that leap. Trust me, the only reason why I was able to take that leap is as I had my wife. Yeah. We we we'd held hands and jumped together, and so. If you're ready to take that leap, having somebody to walk, hold hands with you and make that jump with you, reach out because Tiffany's on the right path. She's doing the work and this is this is the way we get things done for the future. Uh, Tiffany, thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Best of luck, everyone. Folks, until next time, go out there, incorporate your own superpowers so you can change the world. Take care. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.